Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian's Untitled Scene Show. My name is Ian, and I am very excited to have Tom from Patient 67 return. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is the third time all the way from the other side of the world. <laughs> How are you doing, Tom? How are you doing today? Good, thanks, Ian. How are you going? I'm not too bad. It's the end of the week for me. It's almost the beginning of the week for you. And I believe it's morning. So I really should say good morning to you, correct? Good morning. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, eight, uh, nine o'clock in the morning here. So nice, nice and early. But um, yeah, it's a really warm day outside. So it's a great day to great day to be talking to you. So happy to be here. Well, thank you very much, sir. Yes. Thank you for rubbing it in greatly because it's, I think it's negative six here. <laughs> What's well, it's it's so funny you say that because like it's like forty degrees Celsius here. I don't know what that is in in um in Fahrenheit, but it's warm. Yeah, I want to say warm. you're in the seventies or eighties, probably somewhere around. Yeah, there. it's it's classic Australian summer day, which you think, which you might think is really really great, but it's like our fourth day in a row of this, so everyone's uh, a little bit like oh, kind of kind of over the heat, but it's pretty common for this time of year. <laughs> yeah. I think we're just the opposite on the other side. We're just like, we're tired of the cold and we wish we could switch. You could go visit here. <laughs> yeah. We could go visit there. And then everyone would be happy for a little bit until they got tired of it and wanted to go back to their original places. It sounds about about hundred percent spot on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's about right. Well, man. So I realized as I called you on discord that the last time we spoke was almost exactly a year ago. We spoke in February of 2021 which is kind of cool that now we can catch up a little bit more did you even realize that because i didn't know it had been that long i didn't think it had been that long at all no it's just time time really flies like and you know i just can't believe that it's that it's been a year since we've spoken and um i guess that would make sense because that was around the time we put out um the the deluxe um ep so i guess i guess the timing does match up yeah yeah, that's when you put out the deluxe edition of Home Truths. And then I was looking around because you guys really, really used the pandemic time frame, that 2021 time frame, to really make a mark for yourself on the scene. And I was looking back at what you put out, and you basically put out five singles where one was a cover and then another one was a, a smaller cover for Christmas. So technically six singles if you want to say that that's pretty impressive and it seems like that's really the way to go right now anyways with the way the industry is to just get people's attention and keep your name out there was that something strategic that you really thought about oh, I, I, th- I think strategic is is how it looks at the end of it but it's <laughs> just kind of one foot one foot in front of another um you know in terms of just looking at what we might want to put out there what we think people might enjoy and you know, as I've said before, Ian, I think we've we've just been a band that's really wanted to, um, you know, stay kind of proactive and sort of inventive as well. And things like the Christmas cover, which is, you know, a lot of fun and, you know, collabing and things like that. Um, yeah, I think I think um, we just wanted to keep keep ourselves in the conversation and putting out music is is at the moment the best way uh, to do that. Um, you know, we're still in the situation where live music is not. Um, is not a factor for us here in, right. in Australia yet, consistently anyway. We've had a lot of things cancelled the last the last couple of months, um, and our own tour that we had lined up. It never it never got announced. It was well, it actually was announced with the band who were doing it. We we at that point had already decided not to not to go for 
for reasons in regards to our border controls and where that right. might leave us if things went pear-shaped. And, and sure enough, they, they, they did, and the tour never went ahead. Um, you know, we um, – music is by far, you know, our – it sounds really obvious to say, but being a band, music is kind of the focal point for us. Um, and putting the music out there was the focal point for us last year. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and that makes sense. And I mean, for people that don't know, you're located in Perth. So there's a lot of differences between, you know, where you are in Australia compared to other places in Australia. But I think anyone listening really knows that Australia really went pretty serious with lockdowns. And we talked about this the last time you were on the show. but I think it's still pretty interesting with the dynamic of how different places have opened up more, how places are closing down now a little bit more as well. What is your current state there? Like what is happening with you right now? I mean, I'm sure things will change again very soon as they have, yeah. but what have you been dealing with personally? Yeah, it's really interesting, Ian, because we've had, um, like we've, our, our state, like all of w, Western Australia, WA has had a hard border on it for pretty much the past two years like you can't really come in i mean you can you can potentially leave but you know things like tours and stuff you know you're, you're trying to get back into wa it becomes a really tricky uh under undertaking to do that so we've pretty much had a hard border and the plan was to have it come down on february 5th but because of the spread of omricon over east where we're having i mean these case numbers are not going to sound ridiculously high to potentially people in the US, but we were having like 30, 40,000 cases a day sure. in each state, hospitalizations, blah, blah, blah. Not to like undersell it, but just in terms of like, you know, you, we can't understand what, what it looks like when there's a spread. Sure. Um, our hard board has been, um, it's been continued. It's it's not coming down on Feb 5th. So our state is sort of waiting and seeing, you know, vaccinations, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, we're still sort of in limbo in the sense that, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't go over east. We couldn't tour without having a severe uh, risk involved in terms of you know being stuck over there, hotel quarantine, you know things, you know potentially even catching COVID things, things like right. that. So it really is still a <laughs> it's still a murky situation from a touring front. I mean, and for me that's never that's never stopped. That's never stopped me from wanting to make the band what what we want it to kind of be. But just in terms of the artists and the festivals, like for example, I don't know whether you're aware of the festival, Unif Unified Festival, yes, Ian, but absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that was actually meant to happen today oh, was uh, it? in Melbourne. Oh, and geez. <laughs> correct. But that is obviously not happening. So if that gives you any idea, like right. there's many other festivals like that that have not gone ahead due to the safety risks. So yeah, we're not, um, we're definitely not probably, in the space where touring is going to be consistent um i don't know when that'll be hopefully later this later this year right yeah that's i i mean it's it's hard to and i know you keep up with things that are going on in the scene not only in australia but also in the states and in europe as well and i'm sure you've seen these awesome tours that have been announced and then all of a sudden you either see it canceled before it started or yep. halfway or a quarter way through, you see the headliner or the opening or, you know, the middle not be able to do the tour anymore or have to stay out for maybe like, I don't know, five or six of the dates and then come back. And it is a very strange way to make a living. And it's very difficult for the fans as well to be able to keep up, you know, are you actually going to be able to go to the show? And then you take the risk of if you go to the show are you going to catch something is a certain amount of the crowd itself going to catch something and then bring it home with you too. So it's a very difficult situation to decide. 
do you even take that risk? Because everyone misses shows. Everyone wants to go see their favorite bands play live. But do you want to even take that risk, you know, depending on what your feeling is on COVID in general? You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Definitely hear you. And I think the added complexion for, I mean, and yeah, I have seen a lot of those those posters, you know, canceled or postponed. And yeah, it's it's definitely still still sort of widespread across music in general let alone our scene you know where the tours are potentially smaller and more at risk but you know i see um you know with our with our situation like bands in wa we I, again just emphasize like i've had so many and this is a part that i did put a post about this up a couple feels like about a week ago just saying like it has been a little bit um hard with people asking us to see our band play and i've been so excited and so you know really just chomping at a bit to make that reality but it's just so hard because if we were to make any sort of like travel arrangements, it's not the going there that's a problem for our state in particular. It's the coming back yes. and you know with our with our own jobs and lives and things like it wouldn't be just the the normal the normal um you know sort of hurdles for a band you know of our size to tour. It's the genuine like you know um, logistics exactly. around exactly. Yep. coming back coming back into into the city and and yeah because of the spread of the the um virus like at events in particular like there was a huge outbreak at like a festival um over east a couple of weeks ago it's just it's just still and sometimes the people who ask us like people in the states and i'm like you have no idea how badly like i want this it's just it's just got to be the right it's got to be the right fit and it can't be you know uh you know go nuclear like you go there and then it's the last thing like your band does because it just completely like you know wrecks everyone and you just got to still tread carefully that that's that's how i'm sort of approaching it um while safety is is uh still an issue you know yeah no, that's absolutely the smart way to be. At least that's my opinion, of course. That's the smart way to be. Logistics yeah. is what really plays such a huge part in all the stuff that you guys have to worry about. And really, with a lot of bands too. But obviously, yep. there's a larger strain on your band as well. You know, wanting to come to the States. Because I'm sure you've seen the streaming numbers and um, the views and everything. Your interactions have certainly gone up, I'm sure, with a lot of people in the States. So... That definitely makes sense. Now, let me ask you, last year, you did a live show. You know, you you put something together that you had performed live, and then you edited it all together, and yep. you put that out there for everybody. How did, I'm, I'm sure that didn't satiate you for what, you know, actual touring is, but what was that feeling like for you to be able to do that recently, you know, after putting out new singles and then being able to do that? How'd that feel for you? It was it was a really good feeling, and like it was really a labor of love. Like we wanted to have a, we just wanted to put something on for people because we genuinely like by no like lack of effort wanting to. And at the time of doing that, we thought we would follow up with with that tour that I mentioned earlier in October. But right, I'm I'm even more glad we did it because obviously it never came to be um, for that particular one. But yeah, it was great. And ultimately, you know, we put it up on our website, and you can purchase it for a small fee and like download it forever and it's just a way of us sort of bringing the live show to people and obviously a lot of bands have i know we've spoken about this on previous pods about you know some bands putting amazing you know visuals and huge shows together and we we did everything in our power to make something that we thought reflected our you know our energy as a band and sort of still brought like the rawness of a live show but um, you know, with a bit more like of that polish, like you're not just watching like a a phone video on YouTube, but still, um, you know, has that energy. And then we did like a feature with it, like an interview and some yep. behind the scenes stuff too. So it was cool. It was really cool. 
Yeah, that's very cool. And yeah, I, I watched it as well. I enjoyed because right there was the closest I had <laughs> to see you live as well. So I'm not yeah. even speaking out of turn like, oh, yeah, I've seen these guys a million times. Like that was the time for me to see you, too. And I think I speak for a lot of people that are going to be listening that, yeah, of course, we want to see you live. But like it goes back to it's logistics. It's just you have to find the right time. And right now we really don't know how things are going to be at some point people might just say fuck it you know (laughs) everyone's going to get this we're opening up and we're doing whatever and it's just going to spread through and we take it as it is you know we we don't know we don't know if that's going to happen i think some people already already there (laughs) (laughs) no that's that's Uh, for sure it's still every part of our lives are affected i mean i know you work in healthcare. And I work in healthcare technically as well. And yeah. you have to worry not only about yourself, but, you know, your loved ones, as well as, you know, the people that you work with. It's very difficult if somebody, if you're doing a 24-7, you know, operation, trying to get people to cover if they catch COVID because they have to stay out for a certain amount of time. So that obviously affects not only, you know, personal life, but your professional life as well. Absolutely. It's all about that balance. And that's the other thing. It's like, you know, from a touring standpoint, I just think, you know, people are impatient, like in general for shows. And that's, you know, as as I'm sure the bands are, I know so many bands who have made, you know, livings off touring the last, you know, however many years, not having the opportunity to do that. It was so hard. And and for us, we probably have a little bit more of a luxury in that we don't, um, we don't plan on like, you know, making it like a source of, or I mean, obviously it'd be great if we could make it a source of income, but we're not sort of dependent on it in the same way that maybe some other bands of a larger scale are. So it just gives us that extra luxury to, to take our time because the downside would be if we were to not, um, if we were to rush it and then potentially get stuck in a situation, then it would start having that really, um, that negative impact. And, um, we want fans when we do get out there and meet people and play shows, whenever that is, we want it to be. We want it to be right for everyone involved and not feel like we're cutting corners to make it happen. Right. Right. For sure. Well, let's let's get off of the the kind of depressing topics and let's <laughs> let's have some fun. Uh, we're definitely going to talk about some new music with you. That's one of the reasons why we're doing this. This show is actually coming out before or sorry, recorded before your new single is going to come out. And we'll get to that in a second. But I did want to ask you just in general. Because I really haven't been able to talk to anyone about this. And, you know, it'll be a week down the line, so maybe it'll be old news by then. But I know you've been keeping track of everything. What are your opinions on the When We Were Young fest? I'd really like to hear that. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Well, I mean, I think there's been like two stages to it. We've seen the, well, three stages. The initial um, sort of surprise and excitement and you know everything all the quote-unquote breaking the internet that occurred when the festival was announced i think we saw that and then we saw the then we saw the sort of you know quote-unquote red flags (laughs) where people were sort of saying you know sections of the scene were saying well you know how could they do it like this it just doesn't make sense oh my god live nation oh my god travis scott something 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 we saw that stage and now we've seen people pushing back and going how can you question live nation how can you do you not think they know what they're doing do you not understand (laughs) so we've sort of seen this like progression of like you know takes on it i think ultimately like it is kind of going to be a big deal uh and there's obviously going to be things that may not go to plan but i think you know more power to them if they can pull it off and you know 
it's not warped tour. I, I don't understand that comparison at all. I right. think just because a lot of the bands have played warped tour doesn't make it <laughs> anything remotely close. I was talking to my fiance who has been to warped tour multiple times, like from us from here, and it's a completely different sort of lineup because. Yes. There's no, there's no third. There's where, where are the twenty to thirty local slash smaller bands? I mean, oh, there's sure. there's legacy bands from top to bottom, right? So, <laughs> right. so I just think I think it's going to be incredible and amazing. And I, I, I personally, we made the decision not to get tickets in the end, but we are hopefully going to be in America at that time. So oh, depending on okay. how it plays out, yeah, for our for our honeymoon, we're hoping ah, to be there at that time. Very nice. Yeah, we had talked about that a little bit, but I didn't know. Now, when you say America, though. Are you talking about Vegas or are you talking about because I know we had talked before aren't you uh, a Cleveland fan? Uh sorry, a Cleveland uh, fan. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I think it's a fan. That's right. Yeah, there you go. No, no, definitely. I'm so hopefully getting to like Disney and see some basketball and yep. all those great things and music's obviously a big part of that. So if it was to line up, we would potentially look at, you know, getting tickets from somewhere, but at this point in time, we weren't quite prepared to um to pull the trigger on the tickets oh. just for, you know, prices and things like that. But I think it's a really incredible um, lineup. And if they can make it work, well, it's going to kind of set the standard. But I think people saying like people saying to people that they shouldn't have a reason to be skeptical. Well, I think that they, they should have a reason to be skeptical. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they won't make it work. You know, it's yeah. just a, I mean, it's never been done before like this. So of course people are going to ask questions. Yeah, no, I, I think that makes sense. I think, one of the things that I was thinking when this all went down was I really do try and take a step back and look at it from a non-hypocrisy point of view. So it seems like there are, and it's probably not everyone, but it seems like a lot of people, you know, balked at at how the prices, how the tiers were set up, right? So they saw that and they go, well, right away, I can't believe they're charging, you know, that much for this. And but when you look at the amount of bands that are on there and how many bands haven't been able to tour as much. Now, keep in mind, obviously, as you know, bands like Bring Me the Horizon and A Day to Remember and Avril Lavigne and stuff, they're not hurting for money. You know, they've done quite well for themselves even without touring. So it's not really like they need the money necessarily. But all these bands really haven't been able to tour or do as much as they would want to in the last two plus years. So yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting that everyone got like, did you expect to pay $30 to see this like a warp tour? Because it, it just doesn't make sense. It's not the way this is set up. It's not the, it's not the same. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And then the comparisons to Fry Fest, I think those were the most laughable of anything because that, that to me, I just didn't understand the comparison whatsoever. I know that. Um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, I think it's like because the, that festival blew up, you know, with the documentaries and the failed lineup. Like they put all they put all the bands in the lineup and it didn't – no one showed up. Like it just right. didn't work. Yeah. I, I think people were – people. it's an easy – like it's a fun like meme comparison. But, yeah, it's – it's not on an island like people are traveling. It's, <laughs> right. I think it's. I think it's slightly different to that, and I really hope it's not anything like that. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. The reason why I brought this up a little bit is because obviously I know you love probably ninety eight percent of these bands, and it is kind of an attraction show, right? It's the other thing too is this isn't happening in two months. This is at the end of October, so yeah, it's a very, very like if you really. Think, I mean, we're in January right now. That is 
a full summer away and we're back in almost winter time. You know, you're in that that end of fall, basically. So that is so far away right now to really be thinking that something like this might not be able to be pulled off. But I actually, I weighed the options and I decided to go and I actually got tickets. Awesome. Yeah, I will be there. But one of my main draws, honestly, because I, I mean, I'm lucky enough to have dedicated most of my life to seeing music. So I've seen every single one of these bands live at some point in, in my life and most of these bands multiple times. So it's it's to see kind of the way they're going to pull this off. And then also it's in Vegas. So Vegas in itself is a travel destination that is almost always fun no matter what type of personality you are. So to me, it means I get to spend give or take four days in Vegas. And one of those days, I get to see some awesome bands play. And that's kind of the way I look at it. If this was in, not to make fun of anybody, but if this was in like Madison, Wisconsin, I wouldn't have the drive to go. You know what I mean? But yeah. this is a place that is known for putting on extravagant shows. If you go to a show in Vegas on the strip, whoever, if it's a singer or if it's a magic show or whatever, you're paying probably 200 to $250 per ticket. So this to me, even though, yeah, it's expensive and whatnot, and yeah, it's Live Nation, even though Live Nation puts on every single show in the United States pretty much, it is one of those things where it's like I kind of get the price and it will be an experience. And who knows, maybe it will be terrible and we'll get a story out of it. But worst comes to worst, I'm still two miles away from the strip of Vegas. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, that's, <laughs> uh, I think that's that makes perfect sense. And I think, yeah, like it's going to be an amazing time and it's going to be an experience no matter what. And like you said, like for you, like the kind of quote unquote risk is lower, you know, seeing those bands that you've, you've had experience, like quote unquote one on one time with all of them. Do you know what I mean? You've seen oh, for sure seen the bands i think it's going to be an amazing um festival and you know if they can get the everything working which again like it's kind of easy to sit back from here and say well they can't pull that off well maybe they can pull it off and to be honest if they do it'll be it'll be a once in a well it'll be it'll be the first time something like this has ever happened even though it's happening two days now but it'll be it'll be it'll be very special to be a part of yeah, I, I think so now just a question because if you are here in the states and you are able to make it is there a favorite band on there? Because I know you're a huge Sleeping With Sirens fan, of course, but is that the band you'd be most excited to see or is there someone else on the lineup that you would want to see? No, I think the band I'd probably want to see the most, obviously, yeah, I do, I do love Sirens, but I've seen them live a couple of times. So I probably have to say Ice Nine Kills. I haven't seen them oh, live before. Okay. Um, so I'd love to, absolutely love to to go and watch um, to go and watch them. Sure. Yeah, that, that makes total sense. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, I think for me, the other thing I, I justified the cost for a little bit too was My Chemical Romance. Mm-hmm. Once again, I have been very lucky to see. I've seen My Chemical Romance in the smallest like bar venues back when they were nobodies. Like, so I've seen them from when they were nothing to when they were medium popular to when you were still being made fun of, you know, for liking them to when they were a huge band. And then now obviously this time. And when I tried to get my chem tickets for the reunion, all the tickets now are going for $600 plus. Wow. You know, you're not getting the full 
probably hour and a half show that they would play, maybe an hour 45. But you're probably, logistically speaking, you're going to get 45 minutes to an hour probably at this show. So to spend that kind of money but still get all the other bands on top of it kind of evens out the price. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, all the great bands on the lineup, it's you're going to get your money's worth. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, it's not uncommon for big festivals to have, obviously, you know, in the States, it's been warped where it has been cheaper, but this is a whole, whole you know, new beast. And when we had Soundwave and stuff here, like mm-hmm. the lineup was com- comparatively smaller to what this is. And we'd, we'd pay a couple hundred dollars for a ticket by the end of it. So sure. I guess it's not, it's not shocking, you know, and I think, I think it's so great you're going. I think everyone who goes is going to have a have a wonderful time. Um, I hope so. And ho- hopefully they can yeah keep doing more things like this as the industry you know works to get back on its feet. I think it's yeah it's a it's a huge undertaking, but it could be really really special. Yeah, and I hope you're able to make it out to Vegas because then at least we can meet up. Yeah, if that good. happens, that all those times line up, that would be pretty funny. I would love to absolutely um absolutely hang out and i'm um, can't wait to hopefully get back to the state soon really oh, looking so. forward to it yeah man i i remember we talked about what you were setting up so that is still your plan then you guys haven't really changed your mind like you're going to you're going to florida for disneyland right or disney world which one is which uh, disney yeah disney world's in in florida um we're sort of still working out the logistics but um you know once the wedding's um down we'll We'll figure out our travel plans, but yeah, America is definitely our number one destination. So nice. if, if we can make it happen, we absolutely will. Oh, very cool. Now, what's your, I mean, you don't have to go into like extreme details, but I'm assuming the wedding is happening this year. Are you guys planning, you know, because of COVID, is it going to be like a smaller type event or was that something you were already kind of planning for anyways? It's just hard. It's, it's, it's hard to know because again, like the borders were meant to uh, kind of open uh, next week, but it's. We're playing about yeah, try not to um it may potentially be a little bit smaller, but um we'll kinda of see how the next month, two months play out and okay. um fingers crossed it it all goes smoothly, you know. It's it's <laughs> um we're hoping for it to be as uninterrupted by COVID right. as possible, <laughs> obviously. I'd assume I mean my guess, because I've never I've never gone through it, but I would assume that the wedding planning is stressful enough without covid without a worldwide yeah. pandemic um so yeah. i'm assuming this adds just a a tiny bit more stress to your lives you you would guess correctly <laughs> and yes it's <laughs> it's obviously i mean yeah it's obviously a huge a huge um a huge thing to plan and and with the covid side of things you just hope that it kind of you know plays nice for the period of the wedding and um you know if it has to be reduced then then so be it but obviously really hoping for the best and and it does add an extra layer i mean a lot of weddings have been um been affected by it uh i guess and every industry on planet earth has been affected by it but but weddings weddings for sure where it's all planned in house it's like ah we just we just want it to work out obviously so no absolutely no that that totally makes sense now with all the balance that you have in your life one of the reasons why we're talking today is because you plan on, uh, you know, the new single that by the time people hear this will have already been out. So hopefully people have checked it out. And if not, pause the show right now and go listen to it and then come back and you can hear a little bit more about it. But on top of that, I believe you also have the full length album that you plan to put out this year as well. So do you want to go into that a little bit? Because that's a that's a lot of an undertaking, too, for an independent band. Yeah, it is. It's a huge. It's it's honestly the biggest you know the biggest project our band's ever done. Um, and I've sort of been kind of open about it, like in terms of 
you know, our plan was to always do a, f- a full length at some stage. Um, and, you know, it's kind of going to be our bands. Well, we're really hoping it sort of is the thing that gives our band, you know, that that next push. And, you know, I'm really proud of it. And, and the next single scattered is obviously a part of a part of that. Um, and I guess logistically, we're just sort of figuring out how to how to put the record out there. Um, I, I do. I do struggle with a little bit because like on one hand we've got the whole, you know, we need an album, we need an album, but, but on the other hand, everything is telling me to like put out more singles and that's just me being as candid as possible. Um, but this is, this is the reality of it, I guess. And yeah, it's, it's been huge. Um, but I'm incredibly proud of the music. I'm so excited and I just, I just can't wait for people to hear, you know, all the music we've been working on. I, I think, you know, during 2021, I spent so many weekends, you know, long, long nights, you know, locked, in the studio, tracking vocals, you know, writing lyrics, getting them perfect, really just honing our sound, you know, like we've never really done it before. And this is all just going to kind of snowball, we hope, into, into you know, an album release that we're incredibly proud of. And, and we will be doing it independently, assuming nothing nothing kind of changes in the in the near future where we're committed to that. And um, I just can't wait. I'm, I'm so excited. Very nice. Now, are, I'll, I'll start asking a little bit more specific questions here. So are tracks like the Ken Burns effect, are those part of this album or were those put out as standalone singles? So the Ken Burns effect is not a part of that, but um, Damage Plan and Wayfarer both are a part okay. of that. So there's two, the two things, and, you know, people have sort of, some people have made, not that people would pay it, but people pay that much attention. But the album artwork aesthetic is very similar yes, um, on on the on the last two original singles um, and um, this new single scattered. So those three singles will all be a part of our a part of our album. And and for us, like it's it's good because we want those songs at the moment that the songs have done well. Like I'm, I'm, I'm proud of them. I think, you know, I think they're good songs and I really want people to hear them. We, I mean, I want more people to hear them. Right. So the whole thing is that this album will give a chance to give, give those songs a, you know, a new lease on life. And, um, you know, we're already, we're already talking about, about stuff down the line as well in terms of writing new material. So this will, this will hold people over. And I think, I think it's going to do all the best things for our band in terms of this is our sound. Here's what we can do. Here's like a bit of, here's kind of like a, I guess, I guess kind of the, you know, outline of who our band is, what we stand for and who we are. That's, that's what this album is a complete, this is a complete picture of patient 67. Right. Right. Now that, that totally makes sense. Now the way you're talking though, and maybe I missed that. Maybe you had, you know, mention it on Twitter or, or social media at some point. But are you actually completely finished with the album? It's done. It's oh, been wow. done for okay. about yeah, yeah. It was done all through last year. So, um, we you know, again we made the effort to to really like to really go in and just say, look, let's let's double down. Let's let's do an album. It's ten. It's ten tracks. You know, it's not a fourteen, fifteen track. It's ten of our best songs nice. that we feel are really like it's you know it's everything that our band is and 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 will be mm-hmm. and it gives us something to really aim towards through this year um and you know to have a you know we've had we've put out eps and we yeah. just feel we're the stage in our career where our band's at the next logical step is to is to sort of consolidate all of that with um with an album so yeah it's it's all done and and um it's it's ready for the world to hear it's just figuring out how to put it out and exactly. planning that around everything right right yeah, yeah you've got a lot like we talked about before it's logistics and balance now 
here's a here's a question I'm sure you've been working on, but you know we've talked about in the past about whether or not you'd want a label backing or not. Is this something where you ship you know shopped around? I almost said shipped around, shopped around <laughs> the album to different labels to try and see if that was something that you could come to terms with before. Yeah, it's a great. I, I love the question because it's it's such a. It's so interesting because obviously we uh, sort of really wrestled with it. Um, I think we have we have done some shopping around, and it's been you know the conversations have been you know positive, and we've had some conversations with some really you know some great labels of different sizes, you know. And I think for me, ultimately, like I don't think we ever got the offer that that put us that put me in a position where it felt like it was a no-brainer oh. and i think that if it was gonna be anything less than that i don't think we were gonna we were gonna um we were gonna sort of have the album put out you right. know by another party this time around sure. um so i think you know we've really put the work in with this you know i really believe in what our band's doing i believe in you know the work that we've put in over the last few years and and it Again, I would love the idea of working with some of my dream labels, but for them as well, I, mean, can I, I can only imagine how hard it must be to be sourcing bands at the moment. And, you know, I'm sure they see us potentially as a risky proposition being from, you know, Perth. We don't really have the touring history, et cetera, et cetera. So I fully get it. But my whole thing is like, if they're not prepared to, you know, believe in us, that's fine because, you know, I, I believe I believe in us and right. our team, you know, believe in us and the album is going to be, you know, a chance to really show the world like kind of what we can do. And I'm really passionate about that. So until I meet someone that kind of meets me halfway with that passion and sort of can, can, can um, sort of fill in the blanks for us, then I'm, I'm more than happy to, to be independent and do it, um, you know, from within. I'm right. really excited. That makes me excited. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it definitely should. And one of the things that I've noticed from an outsider perspective, because as you know, you know, we've talked about this before, and I think most people who are aware of the show and my personality and, you know, what I put into my shows is that I'm really not a social media person, like, like at all. But over the years, I've seen how you yourself, as well as the band, has really embraced the community of, of not only seeing people, but also other people as well. But you've really made what really seem to be the best, closest things you can relate to as friendships, you know, through people on Twitter, through Facebook and Instagram, where, you know, you're interacting with not only the people, but with other bands and you're making memes and, you know, doing all this stuff to really, you know, bring people in and get them not only to listen, but to, you know, kind of trust and understand your personality and the band's personality. And obviously, with the release of a new album, even if you don't end up having the backing of a label, it seems like you're going to have a backing of the people that actually are going to listen and share. And I think that's one of the biggest things. I think you guys have done a really good job of doing that. Uh, that's really nice of you to say, Anne. And yeah, yeah, definitely feel feel really passionate about the community. You know, on on social media, um, I don't, I don't think it's, um, I don't even think it's been really all that intentional. Like it's just so, something over time where it's been, you know, let's make an effort to really connect with people, to talk to people. I mean, and I love doing that. You know, when I when my time permits, I love, 
I love just chatting to people, you know, seeing how they're going, like whatever, DM me, like how, how's your day going? Just kind of having that really basic, like fundamental interaction, you know, so, which I know on social media, a lot of the time it's really surface level. I, and, and that's, you know, it is, it is what it is, but like, I love it because it gives me an opportunity to meet new people, talk to people, you know, tell them about our band, you know, this isn't, you know, I feel like it's so easy to be like, you know, oh, well, you know, people will find us, you know, people will you know, the music's good, you know, that it'll just get out there and we'll just market ourselves like tip. But I think music is about people and I've always believed that and I've always believed that if you can if you can find a way to connect with people, even if it's something through as, you know, silly as a meme or something, you know, a conversation about something, you know, I just think the music holds that extra bit of weight. And right. the favorite my favorite thing about so many of my bands growing up was obviously they weren't necessarily sitting on Twitter talking to people, but the actual, you know, connection I felt to, to the music and the people who made the music. Um and I've always wanted to sort of grow that same level of community from within our band and i feel really proud because it's actually the people who like our music that that drive that i'm just kind of there to you know be a be a voice as a part of that community the fact that it's kind of grown you know beyond you know me declan and and rory is you know i think there's a lot of great people in our scene and it can it can get a bad rap and we know that but it's really and we've seen that but I, i try not to focus too much on that stuff when it doesn't really it's not something i can control but what i can control is like you know trying to be a positive voice trying to be a you know a humorous voice sometimes kind of be silly whatever like it's just me being myself and i think people you know people gravitate towards you know a bit of lightheartedness from now and then and um yeah i think i don't think i could do social media if i was constantly like i think i would burn myself out very very quickly if it was always about like you know hot takes and like oh this band sucks and all of that because that just that's just not me so you know no i i get it i i struggle with it a lot it's it's one of those things where the reason why I do these shows, besides getting to talk to great people like yourself, is to connect the person and the band that I'm speaking to to their music so that mm-hmm. the people listening get to hear part of your personality and they get to make it a more, you know, maybe, I don't know if it's the right word completely, but maybe a more intimate experience when they're listening to the music because they have an idea of the type of person that you are. I try and do that through the shows, but I'm not that great at doing it in social media because I look around and I'm like, why these people are doing what I did before, but they're doing it and making the connection where I'm not. Though I have met, just like I'm sure you have, some really great people, not only just online, but even people that I've talked to online at a show or at an event or something where you would never think that you'd actually meet these people in real life. And then they turn out to be great people in real life as well. So it definitely happens, but sometimes it's hard to not focus on the negative and just focus on the positive. But I guess, to be quite honest, that's very similar for real life too, right? It's not just a social yeah. media thing. It's it's hard to focus on those positives all the time. Yeah, definitely. And I, I really like the comparison you made, Ian, about like it shows like I think, you know, as the, you know, the, talk about the pandemic once more as it's kind of really you know kind of taking hold and people might not be interacting or seeing people as much like I, I love meeting people at shows you know seeing my friends or making new friends all that stuff like I just think that real sense of community it, it can't be um it can't be overstated and I just think that that's kind of what drives a lot of the great things we love about our music obviously the music is is the forefront of that but it's 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 the people you know it's it's the culture it's all of that and I think you know as a band it 
for us, like I'm not really just satisfied just just kind of sitting in the background and having, you know, maybe people check out a music. No, I want to tell people about our band. I want to tell people our story and I want to hear theirs. You know, I want to, I want to, I want to know about them. I want to know, you know about the people who like our music. I want to know about the people who don't like our music. And I think, you know, yeah, it's a big undertaking to kind of take that sort of, you know, that brush and like want to kind of sort of see how everything, how people work. And it's, it's really, it can be really exhausting, but I think that for me, it's so rewarding because there's so many people, like you said, like connecting with yourself on the other side of the world or yeah. talking to people who run music blogs or other musicians, other bands, you know, fans of the music who are just like as hyped and passionate as me. I love that stuff. That's the stuff that makes me, you know, really tick and makes doing the music all worth it for right. me. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me let me ask you this. I mean, it's it's very easy to take those positives and make them into something that is, you know, special or or that you feel good about when you're making music or you're having those interactions, but you did mention, you know, when someone says something negative about the band or they don't like the band, has there ever been a time, not that anyone said cuz everyone says negative stuff about anything at any time, but was there yeah. any time that someone said something negative about the band that you were actually able to use and make it into some type of a positive. And I know that's got to be kind of difficult, but I'm just wondering because I'm not sure that that happens as much as people would want it to happen. Offhand, it's hard to kind of think. But I think, yeah, I mean, we definitely get, you know, we get paid. And and sometimes we'll put ourselves, and this is is the thing, Ian, like if you're prepared to put yourself out there, you've got to be prepared to, uh, take the good with the bad. It's sure. naive to think that, you know, if you're someone who's, you know, tweeting or posting on Facebook or whatever, like it's not just about spewing nonsense, but if you're coming from an angle or perspective, you know, saying like, you know, I'm feeling this or like that song's about this, or even if we like comment on something and people don't don't like that or whatever, you have to kind of be prepared to roll with the punches a little bit. I sure. think that's really important. Yeah. So I try not to let any negativity sort of take up any space in my mind too much. Um, Obviously, if you know, if it's critical about the music or something, I'm going to be like, yeah, that's that's a fair point. Like, yeah, maybe we could have done this or this or this, and we we didn't, and that's kind of how it panned out. But I'm not going to be like, well, you don't know. Sure. Like, I wouldn't, I would never say, you know, I would never invalidate someone's opinion about our music. Sometimes I will. Sometimes if I hear something interesting, or I'll like screenshot it and like without names and stuff like that, and I'll be like, hey, like this is interesting. Like this generally made me think, but it's never been like a, it's never got me down, and it's never, um, you know. I like using it to fuel to fuel me, if anything, and just yeah. be like, "That's okay. Like, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to like it, or you don't have to. That's fine. But we're gonna, you know, we're gonna keep doing the best we can, and and maybe maybe someday in the future you you listen and enjoy it. Like, yeah, you know? yeah. I think that's I think that's important, and I think and I like what you said. I I wish, and I think a lot of people think they could probably be better at that. I I certainly wish I could uh, be better at that as well. Um, yeah. You know, you help you hope to keep learning and and you know, deal with things like that. But I think that's one of the things too, which I think it's kind of sad and everyone's got their own style, but I think it's a little sad sometimes when someone closes them off completely to a musician or a band for whatever reason it happens to be. Like I have, I have, there's plenty of bands that I personally very much dislike, um, whether it's a style of music or personal interactions that I've had behind the scenes music business stuff. And I have a lot of stories that I won't tell here, but you know what I mean? I mean, we all have those where, you know, you're just like, wow, I don't even want to support that person by listening to their music, you know, that kind of thing. But 
to completely close yourself off, there's a chance that musicians evolve all the time. And at some point, they could start making music that you personally like. And if you were to completely shut them off, you might be robbing yourself of having that chance to listen to something that you might fall in love with. Definitely. I think you want to keep an open mind and you want to, I mean, people who are going to kind of be negative to be negative, that's, that's a mindset thing. Like you can't, you can't really influence that like too much, but what I can be is I can be, you know, I can be myself. Our band could be who we are. Like we're going to have a laugh. We're not going to always take ourselves so seriously. We're going to, you know, really back ourselves and tell you about our music, all that stuff. Like we're just going to be out there. You know, again, we don't have the, the presence of a label or, you know, big, you know, backing and that sort of thing. But what we do have is, is a, is a cool community who, who believe in our music. And for me, that's, that's the big, biggest thing I hang my. Hey Tom, you kind of uh, just disappeared there for a second. I, I believe you said, hang your hat on. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Can you hear me now? Sorry. Yes. I, I can hear you. Yeah. Do you know what happened? No idea. My mom, I don't know why it cut out. Hey, we are, like I said, a world apart, basically. So to yeah. have only one dropped line there, I think that's fine. Yeah, yeah. No worries, no worries. But yeah, Tom, so since I got you back. So I, I did want to ask a couple specific questions. I always worry a little bit about asking these because I don't want you to give the mystery away. I mean, obviously, people are going to have 10 new tracks to listen to or seven, you know, if you count the three, you know, that they've already heard technically. So I haven't seen the artwork to Scattered yet. But when you talk about there being kind of a theme in the promo work for the first two singles, does that mean this is going to be a concept album in any way? It's it's not a concept album in the sense that we have, you know, an overarching story or idea. But I think I think that I think the record will have a lot of common themes in regards to, you know, um, each song represents, you know, something that, you know, uh, you know, someone could potentially be going through. It's a lot of emotional kind of push and pull and self-reflection and kind of navigating your way through, you know, through things that are, that are really difficult and, you know, trying to find, you know, a better version of yourself and those sort of themes of kind of self-empowerment, but also like, that kind of internal struggle that I think a lot of people are related to. So not, not as much of a concept album, Ian, but just more about, you know, each song kind of holds, holds its own message. And I think each message is delivered in a way where it gives people the opportunity to, you know, if they relate to the lyrics, that's, that's amazing. If they relate to the music, that's, that's amazing too. But also, you know, just kind of, you know, I don't really speak for anyone else in my music more than I than I speak for myself and what I'm going through and talk about it in a way where people can can kind of latch onto that hopefully and and the album's just really a, a picture of what my last two years have looked like in terms of you know my relationships you know my you know my own struggles with you know anxiety you know depression you know drinking things like that and just really wanting to put that out there in a in a vulnerable way and i think that's what music's been about for me is just being i've said this to you before just being as authentic as as possible so yeah no no for sure and i guess with that with that message that you're trying to put out there i always find it a little interesting you know especially when a label isn't pushing a band to release certain things how did you decide to release Damage Plan, Wayfarer, and uh, Scattered? Was there a reason? Was it a message that you were trying to put out there first? Or is it just something that you guys liked in those tracks? You were like, this is going to be our quote-unquote best foot forward? Or was it something different? 
I think I think it was just a little bit of a mix of things. Like Damage Plan was really that was one of the first songs we did off off the album. So it was an opportunity to kind of put a taste throughout there for people. You know, we thought it was like you know kind of bouncy and people could could enjoy that song. And then we had Wayfarer, which is a little bit more a little bit more progressive and kind of a different sort of side of the band in terms of like really riffy and just not as much of a metalcore track as it is a you know. Um, what is a metalcore track, but it's not as like, you know, stripped back as some of our other songs. There's a lot more going on in, in, sure. in that track. Um, and then Scattered is really the, you know, we've, we've done the music video for that and it's kind of the big, you know, big classic chorus, like, you know, huge, huge verses, like melodic, you know, it's definitely a step towards more of a, like a single sounding song. Okay. Um, but I, I, I love that song like really a lot. Um, and then, you know, I guess it was just a kind of a mix of different things that we've been kind of doing. And, you know, I think the great thing about the, about the record as a whole was, you know, people have said, Oh, well, I like this sort of song you guys have done. And I like this song. Like, I think we've kind of shown our diversity. And I think the great thing about the, the album is that it really captures all of that in a real meaningful um, you know, in a really meaningful way and everything that people love about our band, you're going to find it. You know, some people love, some people like our heavier songs. Some people enjoy, you know, the songs where they can really sing along. Some people enjoy like the riffs, whatever, like yeah. it's got it all. And that's not me like saying like overhyping it. I just feel like as a band, we've done a good job of capturing everything our band's done to this point and put it in like a nicely like rounded package for yeah. people to enjoy. And I think that's cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, I think I might have even stated this before, but I think your band has done a very good job of showcasing a lot of different sides of your personalities and really capturing, you know, it, it's hard to say. I mean, it's almost like you're capturing what a complete scene band would be because you have fun doing the covers, but then when you put out you know, your different tracks, they don't all sound the same. They have different elements in them. They have different structures. You, like you said, you have metalcore, you have the progressive sound, you've got the big choruses, you've got the epic sounding stuff, you've got all those different parts in so many different tracks. You can do the stripped down versions as well. So you've, you've really shown that you're multifaceted in a scene that has really been going in one direction for a very long time. So it's nice to see a well-rounded band that's adaptable to be able to really capture all of these different sounds together. And that's what your album sounds like it's going to be, is a real taste of pretty much everything that you guys can do at this time. I'm sure there's lots of stuff you'll be able to do in the future, but it sounds like it's going to be a well-rounded showcase of what Patient 67 is. That's exactly right, and yeah, it really really 100% agree that's kind of the goal with this with it was to not sort of be like all right well let's just like box ourselves into a corner and do and do like you know let's be a metalcore band or let's and ultimately like I've said this to you before too like we are at our core a a heavier band and you know that's kind of what we do hang our hats on most of all but we wanted to tap into some of the stuff we've tried before like on the on the four walls EP we did you know we did certain things you know with our with our choruses and then home truth is a bit more riffier. And then we've put out, we've just, we've tried different things and we were like, well, let's take all the best elements of those songs and let's find ways to really bring it to the front on this record. Let's find ways to, to show people, you know, who we are as a band and who we are as a band is, is, 
is is doing these different things, you know, yeah. being a band that can go heavy or go melodic or even like it sometimes veer into like kind of more uh, more like post hardcore, like sure. rockier based stuff too. Yeah. Um, and there's even a song on there that's, I mean, I won't give too much away, but it's pretty much completely like an electronic track. Like I loved my favorite bands that like would have like interludes, so to speak. Not like I'm not talking like attack, attack, like you know, like you <laughs> know, dance intro. tracks. Yeah, the best intro of all time. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, and the, <laughs> and the Caleb Shermer interlude from the the one that Michelle Obama danced to. Not, I'm not talking like that. <laughs> But, but a, a song that's just like, like kind of gets you off your guard and just doesn't, you know, they don't have this figured out. Sure. Um, and I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm really excited. Very cool. Now, when I when I state this question, I'm not asking you to give anything away name wise, but obviously in the past you've worked with some really really great features, and I know you're a fan of doing that. Does this album have any features on it? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. You can keep it a secret. I, I'm not trying to not trying to get anything out of you. Yeah. But I'll, this... I'll, I'll keep it locked. You, okay. you, you, yeah. There you go. We'll <laughs> we'll talk later. We'll talk later. But yeah. But I do have a question when it's regarding features. How was this? I mean, I know you've always been relatively, you know, far away, quote unquote, from where your features are. But did you find it easier to get the people to do features this time? than before. And by the way, I think I'm hearing a little bit of echo. I think maybe I'm talking too loud. Uh, but All right. but in general, was it easier to get these features because of the pandemic or was it a little bit more difficult to schedule things out? Uh, a mixed bag. I mean, it is difficult sometimes to schedule them, but you just kind of make it, you kind of just figure out where each person is on their, you know, time zone and then their timeline and then find a way to kind of work around it. Um, but I think it's been I've been really we've been really lucky like and I think part of the reason we've been able to do those features and have them be a part of our catalog is you know we've just kind of been open when we've approached people we've just been like hey like this is a song like you're perfect for it please like consider doing it and just kind of again being authentic and most of the time other musicians respond well to that and they see that that passion and you know it's something they want to that is something I want to be a part of I know that when even I've been lucky enough to do a couple of features now and when, yeah. when bands show me tracks and they're like, I'm so hyped, like you'd be perfect in this part. And I hear it. I'm like, yeah, I hear that too. Let's do it. And I think nice. it's kind of just that energy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. So yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that because I, I really do think that that's a kind of missing art form in our scene right now is really having people feature on other people's tracks. And I think it is, it's getting to the point where I think it's, it's, picking up a little bit of steam where people aren't as afraid to do it anymore. It's just yeah. the nice thing too is when, you know, you kind of spread out too because we all have favorite bands. We all have favorite vocalists. So you probably have people that you think would be right for certain features. It's nice to spread that around, spread that love around to people that don't always do the feature because you know, there are also people in our scene where they're almost the go-to there's like, you could rattle off, you know, four to five names of bands and and vocalists that will guest on so many different bands so it, it's cool to be able to kind of almost use your personality again and be like i you know i want this person i want that person because you know people have their favorites and special people that they want to use from time to time absolutely yeah and i think you know you got to find the right songs that fit and kind of the right 
you know, the right energy and the right, you know, section and kind of work out, you know, whether it would be a good fit. And I think if you can do that, then it's, it's a really cool thing to do. And I think the scene's better off for it too. Yeah. Now what, and this is a very vague and kind of a general question, but I like asking it when I haven't heard the album itself. So with the new album coming out, is there anything specific? You know, we talked a little bit, a little bit about the message, of course, but is there anything specific that you really want people to hear? And I'm not talking about the track uh, or a specific track. I'm talking about whatever theme it happens to be. Is there a part in something that you that you can't wait for people to hear? What's the driving force? What are you looking for people to take away that you're so excited for? I think just, I mean, for me, it's always been like on my bucket list to put an to put an album out and like a you know a, a proper sort of you know we've put all of ourselves into it type type record you know so for me it's just such a be such a proud proud moment yeah. um you know but I think for listeners I really I really just want them to come away with some form of like even if they form any sort of connection or opinion about the album but especially especially like an emotional connection like just being able to feel I guess something you know take take away some of the emotion i've put into it if any of that rubs off onto the the person listening like that's more than i could could ask for but more specifically i think probably probably the last like minute of the last song i'm really proud of that and i just think it's just something our band hasn't it's just kind of a we've just progressed like i think some of the songs do showcase a little bit of progression and the last song in particular and i think closing songs on an album are are important and i think we kind of we're going to catch people off guard with kind of what we've done with ours so um i'm excited to have people you know hear that and just kind of hear the full thing from back to front because i think certain songs make more sense like in the flow of the album um and again i don't even know like just to be completely candid like with singles like how many we do and i know that there's a huge a huge section of our community and this is for me i understand it like and i've never really been against it because of i guess because i'm coming from a position where I, I get why it happens this way but you know we might put out more singles and if people don't want to listen to that and wait until the full album's out like that's that's completely up to them and like i would 100 percent support that but sure. for a band of our size like i think we might have to do a couple more singles only just because if we put the album out, like the amount of time and the amount of effort and all of that that goes into it, and then people listen once, uh, no, no, I want, I want it to really have some staying power. Do you know what right. I mean? So that's oh, yeah. kind of like the next step. I, I know you know this, but just in general, I think there's definitely like a, you know, just put it all out, and it's like why? So you can <laughs> listen to it once, and then like it's done. Like what? Like come on, like it's got to be. It has to be the right. It has to be timed out nicely, and I think that's what we're sort of waiting for now. No, for sure, and. It's one of those things, I, I don't know, I, I maybe I am more old school in my thinking. I enjoy getting a new single, for sure. I always like hearing my favorite bands, you know, what they're putting out. Obviously, that's that's a big deal. But then there's there's still that part of me, and I know it's not for everybody, but there's that part of me that loves diving into the album. And just like you said, listening back to front, front to back, just going through the entire thing and being able to with a with an album that you truly enjoy just being able to hit repeat yeah. and keep on going through whether that's you know taking the time out to listen on a vinyl or you know just in your car or when you're at work and you just keep that album going i mean i just had that happen to me i i was lucky enough to listen to the new varsity 
album last year because originally that was supposed to come out. You know, I had an interview set up, all that kind of stuff. And then they decided to push it back to we're, we're actually recording this the day that that came out. And I still went ahead and I started that from the first track and I went through multiple times today. Even knowing there was other music to listen to, I had been waiting for a while to hear that again and just go through it and experience the whole thing put together. That's what I like. That's what I'm looking forward to doing with your album. I want to go front to back and just keep on getting lost in that experience. And I think, unfortunately, you know, not to do a turn of phrase here, but that experience is lost on people. And it's it's somewhat a shame. I, I know singles bring popularity and singles do bring in the the revenue sometimes. But it is really nice to find an album that you truly love and truly love the experience of just being a part of that. So I I look forward to being able to do that with your album. You know, and I I completely get it. The singles are important, but I know a lot of people can't wait to hear that full experience. And I, I, I'm the same as a, as a listener too. Like on one hand, I do understand why it's done certain ways, but on the other hand, like I want the full album too. Like for bands that I love, I get it. So I think it's good to, as, if people know that it's coming and if they don't want to listen to the singles and they can just enjoy it in full when it comes out, absolutely think that's that's cool too. You know, whatever you kind of is their preference. Yeah, I don't think I have the willpower to do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's my problem too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, Tom, that seems like a pretty good ending point for what we're talking about. Obviously, we want to leave people in a little bit of suspense, you know, for the full-length album and everything. And then it was good for people to really hear, you know, what's going on in your life and what's coming up, what's on the horizon for you in uh, Patient 67 as well. So we'll talk a little bit more off-air, but before we do, what is the best way, you know, obviously the album's going to come out and you're going to have more singles but I know you've been putting out merch as well. You've got one that I think was pretty popular, the one with your cat on it, with like the kind of deathcore is stuff on it. <laughs> so do you mind telling people what the best way of supporting you guys is? Yeah, uh, definitely. If they, Ian, wanted to find us on on Facebook, Patient67, that's spelled 67. Um, and then, you know, on Instagram and Twitter too. Um, otherwise, yeah, whatever streaming service you're, you're listening on, if they just wanted to search, you know, Patient 67 and have a listen, that, that would be amazing. Sure. Um, yeah, we love hearing from people. We love talking to people who, who you know, like our music or want to get into our music. So please reach out. And um, yeah, it's always a good time. It's always a good time on our on our socials. So come come stop by and hopefully we'll chat soon. Yeah, I'll make it very easy for everyone to find. I'll, I'll put all the links down so that people can easily get it in the description of the episode. So that won't be a problem. And hey, I wanted to run this by you too before we you know, sign off and everything. But I think one of the fun things to do, and I haven't, I've done this with people before, but it's, it's pretty few and far between. Um, and I think it's a really fun thing to do. Why don't, when the album comes out or a little bit before the album comes out, why don't you come on the show and we'll do a track by track. And you can talk about the message and the reason behind the song, maybe some behind the scenes stories as well. Would something like that work? That sounds amazing. I'm awesome. so down. <laughs> okay. That is awesome. Well, Tom, thank you so much. I know you're you're beginning your day, so I'm gonna let you go here for now. But thank you so much. I always enjoy our conversations. Welcome to the third timers club. I really <laughs> appreciate it. And uh, like I said, hopefully we'll do this again sometime this year as well. 
you know, get caught up and really deep dive into this album that I'm so excited for. And once again, scheduling wise with someone in Australia and someone over here, it's always difficult, but you always make time and I appreciate it. So thank you very much for coming on the show, man. No worries at all, Ian. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure as always. Absolutely.